Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, Takes by Fans is live daily, folks, at noon Eastern, and you can watch live at twitch.tv slash takesbyfans or at our official website, takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, we post all of our videos on YouTube, so check out our YouTube channel at Takes by Fans. And if you don't want to watch and only want to listen, we are on podcasting apps spotify is the big one anchors the big one and apple apple podcast is on the way folks trust me it is on the way um so however you want to watch listen it's going to be takes by fans everywhere folks um, all right. Uh, today is Saturday. We are going to have our official picks. We made, uh, we guessed and reacted to the lines yesterday. We've slept on those lines. We, we've came up with some good picks this week, looking to hit on all six of our picks. Um, we're also going to look at a little bit of Mitch Trubisky today, kind of in our Saturday showcase a little bit. He's going to be starting for the Bears this week, which I think is a very great thing for the Bears to do. I mean, Nick Foles hasn't been getting it done, and this is Mitch Trubisky's last year on his contract. You have to see if you're going to keep him as a backup try to develop him you probably not but you still have to give the man a little bit of options um I thought they kind of pulled him a little bit too soon but he is going to be starting this week so let's kind of look at him how bad is he actually is he even that bad we'll take a look at what he's done for us so We'll break down Mitch Trubisky and give our picks on today's show. Uh, but first, let's jump into some stories we got to cover uh, just kind of quickly. So the first one is Chargers ruled out cornerback Casey Hayward and linebacker Melvin Ingram for Sunday's game. So um, two two decent players for the Chargers being out on the defensive uh, side of the ball. They have to go on the road against Buffalo, who's pretty decent offensively coming off of a bye. So Chargers here. We did pick this game in this. It, this does take a little bit into consideration in our picks. Um, but, yeah, uh, Chargers on the road. Key uh, defensive pieces being out. Not the greatest. All right, and then Jaguars, they ruled out wide receivers at DJ Chark and Chris Conley. Not good. DJ Chark is their best wide receiver weapon, and they're starting a new quarterback this week. Not a good side for Jacksonville. They're at home, but they're not going to be able to put up any points if their main wide receiver's out. Now you're third string quarterback and the number two wide receiver have to step up and you know take control of the game I don't think that really works out too well in the NFL so not looking for the Jags not looking good for the Jags this week unfortunately all right more news of players being out Todd Gurley he is out against the Raiders he's not a huge running back for the Falcons but he is decent consistent offense he'll average about 50 yards a game on about three yards a carry which is you know basically average in this league so definitely going to hurt the Falcons offense a little bit their offense last week was atrocious you know regardless now this week they're going to be missing their number one running back we'll see how they fare against this Raiders team they're at home I don't know which Atlanta offense we're going to get this week folks it's not good that Todd Gurley's not going to be playing and I think we just have to stay away from Atlanta until they prove that their offense is good again because last week folks that was one of the worst offensive performances we've seen this season not good Alrighty, and here we go. Texans, they're releasing veteran wide receiver Kenny Stills. I mean, Texans, they probably had the deepest wide receiver core in the league. Losing Kenny Stills is definitely going to hurt them a little bit. He was probably the number four out of their top four receivers, Brandon Cooks. Um, I'm forgetting them all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Will Fuller, who's the third? I, I can't forget. I can't remember, but I, I would I would put probably Kenny Stills as probably that kind of fourth wide receiver out of those four. He's always injured as 
as well. Really can't stay healthy. The Dolphins traded uh, Kenny Stills to the Texans last season, and he's probably missed at least 10 games from last season to this season. So he's always injured. He's not reliable. Texans have more depth. I don't think this is going to hurt the Texans really at all. Um, you know, losing your fourth string wide receiver, okay. Yeah, it was nice that it was Kenny Stills, and he's kind of, you know, a, a number two on a good team. But, um, you know, to have him as a number four was definitely good. But they felt that they can, you know, get um, get on without him. He's always kind of uh, injured, can't stay healthy, and unfortunate for Kenny Stills. We'll see. He'll definitely land somewhere. Um, you know, he'll, he'll be back on his feet somewhere, no, no doubt. Um, and then I'm sure you guys have all heard the Ravens-Steelers game has been pushed back again till Tuesday, which, hey, that's good for us, right? Sunday football, Monday football, and Tuesday football. And then we get Wednesday off, and then we're back at it on Thursday. So, hey, no complaints here. It is It does suck that they couldn't play on Thanksgiving because I think everyone really deserved to watch this 10-0 Steelers team work on Thanksgiving, even though it would have been, you know, with a subpar Ravens team. I still think the Steelers earned a primetime spot, especially on, you know, Thanksgiving to really showcase their talent. So definitely unfortunate that it got pushed back to Monday and then pushed back to pushed back to Tuesday. So, but this also moves back the Cowboys and Ravens game on Week 13 next week. So this is what it is: the Steelers has been the Ravens Steelers has been pushed back to Tuesday, December 1st at 8 o'clock, and it's going to be on M NBC. So primetime night game on football, Tuesday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football, absolutely fantastic. And then the Cowboys at... Um the Cowboys at the Ravens, which was originally scheduled for Thursday, that was supposed to be the Thursday night game, December third. But I mean, you can't have you can't have the Ravens playing Tuesday and then take Wednesday off to prepare and then go play Thursday. Can't do that. So they move back that game to December Monday, December seventh. So that's going to be the Monday game, but it's going to be at five o'clock. So we're still going to have two Monday games next week. That's actually fantastic as well. So you know, it is a little bit of you know, um, you know. It sucks because, you know, these players have gotten COVID and they had to move games back. But, you know, we're doubling up on some days of football. We're adding extra days of football, which, you know, in my opinion, isn't the worst thing. It does suck that they weren't, you know, played on time. But, hey, you got to take what you're given here. And uh, as long as these games are getting played, I think that's really all the NFL cares about. Ending the season on time. Doesn't matter if we have to, you know, double up some games or move back some games in the same week. As long as they get played, that's all the NFL is really looking for. So couple of games move back, but uh, the all you really have to you know know is that this week we got Tuesday Night Football, and next week we got two Monday games, so not bad. All right, and then the last story real quick. I mean, it's going to be kind of our Saturday focus here. Mitch Trubisky returning as the Bears starting quarterback versus the Packers on Sunday Night Football primetime division game. This should be a good one, and we picked this game. We picked this game. This is going to be one of our picks, Bears-Packers. Um, the, the spread is Packers minus 9.5, and, and we're going to take that game because I like Mitch Trubisky starting, folks. I really think that's going to uh, spark up this offense. I really, I truly think that. Um, all right, so those are all the stories we had to get out of the way. So let's dive into our picks. Uh, let's refresh these lines, get them up to the minute, up to the uh, refreshed as um, as up to date as possible we can get here. Just on first look, before we went live, some some lines have been coming down slowly a little bit here. 
Dolphins Jets. It opened up at Dolphins minus seven. Now it's Dolphins minus six and a half. This one's falling. Bills Chargers. This one I believe opened up at Bills minus five. Now it's Bills minus four and a half. Once again, falling a little bit. Uh, which other games fell? And any other games fell? Maybe just those two. But uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's. Yeah, it's just seeing. Oh, they put the uh, Raven Steelers. This one is now at Steelers minus seven and a half. I think we predicted this one at Steelers minus nine and a half yesterday. Couldn't see it because they didn't. They took the game off the betting lines because they weren't sure if it was going to get played or not. But it's back up, and the Steelers are now minus seven and a half. So I mean, they got no Lamar Jackson. I would take that in a heartbeat. But we're going to stay away from that game just because it was a little wonky, and we're not going to get into all those factors. Alrighty, so we're going to do our official picks now. If you're new here at Takes by Fans, our picks are we do six picks. We break them up into two categories of three. Our first category is our locks. These will all happen. These will all hit. You can bet whatever you want because there's no consequences. These will definitely hit. Bet all of your cars in your driveway. Bet your future. Bet your kids' college tuition because you will win. There's literally no consequences of betting all your money on these three games. And then we have our 99% guarantee section another you know we feel very confident about these picks but we can see maybe one thing that goes wrong and ruins the bet so don't bet your future maybe half of your future a quarter of your future maybe one of the two cars in your driveway nothing you know nothing outrageous just decent money that you can afford to lose possibly with the 90 with the 99 percent guarantee section Alrighty, so here we go. We're going to start with our locks and our three picks in our locks. Our first pick in our lock section is going to be Titans plus three. Let's take it back. These Colts, the last two weeks, they had to face the Titans on Thursday Night Football. They were, you know, they were getting beat a little bit. They were hanging in there, but they were still kind of losing about 17-14, 17-10, kind of midway third quarter until the special teams for the Titans really blew it. The 20, it was like a 16-yard punt, the block punt. The, that was returned for a touchdown short fields for Phillip Rivers and he was able to take advantage of them and the Colts win the game. Now let's go to last week. What happened with the Colts? They got down big. They allowed 28 points in the first quarter by Green Bay. They were up 28 to 14 going into halftime and then after halftime the Colts defense tightened up a little bit held the Packers to only I think three points in the second half. Um, got some good turnovers but their clock management at the end of the game wasn't the best. It still took a little bit for this Colts offense to get there. Once again, kind of relying heavy on the defense in the second half to really stop the scoring, rely on the special teams a little bit, rely on fumbles, rely on the Packers not picking up the fourth downs. So I'm not going to give the this the Colt, this Colts team too much credit. You know my feelings on Phillip Rivers. I don't think he's a trustworthy quarterback who can win you the big games consistently. He, he 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 seems lazy and just uninterested in winning games some of the times, and we're gonna get that again at some point. That's why that's why we're taking this Colts team very slowly. Yes, we put them in the top ten in our power rankings, but we're leaving them at nine. We're gonna make it a little tougher for them to climb it, climb up the rankings because Philip Rivers, we can't trust them. Now this Titans team, they come off, they're coming off of a great win last week against the Ravens in Baltimore, a huge emotional win. Now they have to. 
to go and face this Colts team one more time in Indianapolis, a dome, so the weather is going to be a non-factor. This Titans team can get after. Their defense is pretty solid. I mean, when you hold Lamar Jackson in the Ravens to, uh, you know, under 28 points, I believe, that's pretty good. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson has the ability to really just change games by himself with his legs, and the Titans kept that in check. The run game was fantastic. Derrick Henry with the walk-off touchdown in overtime. Ryan Tannehill being serviceable, hitting all of his wide receivers in the second half. The wide receivers catching all the balls. Everybody buying into this Mike Vrabel team. So I love the Titans here. In their second meeting, I don't think the Colts really should have won their last two games, but they pull off wins. So yes, they're 7-3, and and yes, we will respect them a little bit, but I believe overall, head-to-head, this Titans team is better, even though they lost their first meeting. That was heavy on the special teams, folks. That was heavy on the special teams blowing the game for the Titans. Now they get the revenge game against the Colts here, and we get three points. Absolutely fantastic. We like the Titans plus three here. Alrighty, our second game in our lock section is going to be Bills minus four and a half. Bills coming off of a bye at home. That's all you need to say. Oh, and the Chargers are coming off a very, very inflated win against the Jets last week. Um, Justin Herbert looked like Eli or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady out there. The man was slinging it 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. It was all great. The completion percentage was good. They put up 30, I think 35 points. I think they won 35, 28, something around there. But they put up 35 at least plus points. Absolutely fantastic. Their offense was kind of rolling. But classic Chargers fashion, they almost let the Jets, a Jets team on the road, almost come back and make the game a little interesting, you know, in the fourth quarter, which it really shouldn't have been. They really opened it up in the first quarter. They clammed up classic Chargers. Um, so you can't trust the Chargers even against the worst of the worst teams. I mean, folks, that, that Jets team is bottom two. You can put Jags and Jets. I would put Jets at last, Jags at second to last, but you make the call. They're bottom of the barrel teams, and the Chargers are still struggling. Now they're on the road. They struggle on the road mightily. This Bills team coming off of a bye. Josh Allen's ready to rock, baby. He, I, Josh Allen feels like the quarterback that is like when he when he's on a bye watching other quarterback play, he's like, damn, man. They could be talking about me like that because I can do all those things, and they're not talking about me this week. So I'm trying to have the media talk about me again because I wasn't getting talked about last week because of the bye. So expect him to really come out, you know, firing the ball, slinging it down the field. This Buffalo's defense had the extra week to prepare and get ready and get healthier. Yeah, Josh Allen had so much time to prepare for this Chargers game. This Chargers team isn't that good. Defensively, they're not great. Offensively, they're not great. Um, and they clam up with their play calling. So I think the Buffalo Bills can definitely take advantage of it. This is a lower-tier team in the Chargers, and the Bills thrive on lower-tier teams. Um, so I love the Bills here. We'll swallow the 4.5. They're off of bye. They're at home. Josh Allen is a very good quarterback against non-good teams. And they got the Chargers this week. We're going to trust the Bills minus 4.5. Alrighty, and then our last pick in our lock section, and I am calling this a lock, folks. The Chicago Bears plus nine and a half points. Folks, this Bears defense is very, very good. This Packers offense gets a little wild sometimes. I mean, just look at their last couple of weeks. I mean, even last week they couldn't score in the second half against the Colts defense, which is pretty good. The Bears defense is better than the Colts defense. Um, in the fumbling, the mistakes, Aaron Rodgers turning the ball over, the Bears or the Packers going for it on multiple fourth downs when they could have just taken the field goal to really tie up the game. Questionable 
Bowl play calling, boredom play calling, and we get the Bears defense who can definitely keep the Packers pa passing attack in check, keep Aaron Rodgers in check, maybe force a couple of turnovers, make them frustrated early. I mean, we see the Packers play frustrated. They did it against the Bucks, and they put up 14 points, and that was it. They scored on their first two drives, and then Aaron Rodgers started throwing interceptions, and they couldn't overcome the adversity. This is what the Packers do. So if the Bears defense causes any chaos, any uncomfortable un uncomfortability for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they may just implode right from the get-go. It could happen just as quick as that. We've seen it time and time again. So I get this Bears defense, and I get Mitch Trubisky back playing quarterback. I'll take it. Nine and a half points. I think the defense keeps it close. Maybe gets a couple of short fields with the good special teams or the good defense forcing turnovers. Mitch Trubisky with a short field is better than Nick Foles with a short field. I'll say it. So I get all that and I get nine and a half points. Division game, primetime game, uh, Matt Nagy coaching kind of for his life here, trying to keep his kind of image good. Um, and we get nine and a half, folks. That's a lot of points. I can't trust Aaron Rodgers with nine and a half points. We saw him last week up 28-14. It doesn't matter. They let the lead slip away. They fumble the ball. They got the ball to start overtime and they blow the game with the fumble. They're at home this season, but it really doesn't even matter. I mean, the home to kind of a road ratio of wins and losses isn't even a kind of a factor this season. Just goes to show how important the fans are and crowd noise and hearing the play call, all how, how valuable all that stuff is for the home crowd. So I absolutely love it. We're trusting Mitch Trubisky. We're trusting this Bears defense. And we're going to take them plus nine and a half. Aaron Rodgers can't trust them. He's really been losing us. I, it's just something about him. They're losing these games that they shouldn't be losing. Aaron Rodgers is getting, you know, just bored. He's just looking bored out there. Just slinging it. Not worried about winning. Because once they already get a lead, they just, they just get bored. I don't know what it is. So we love the Bears plus nine and a half. So those are our locks, Titans plus three, Bills minus four and a half, and Bears plus nine and a half. You put 500 bucks on this game, you're walking away with $3,593. I mean, folks, that's easy money right there. An easy 3K in your pocket. Gosh darn, Christmas is coming up, folks. Gosh darn. Um, all right, so let's go to our 99% guarantee section now. We've got three more picks. Feeling good about these ones as well. Alrighty, our first pick in our 99% guarantee section is going to be the Chiefs minus three and a half. I'm not trusting Tom Brady at all, folks. That's all there is to this game. Tom Brady cannot trust him. He's not getting his ball to his wide receivers down the field. Bruce Arians is calling him out. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be love lost between those two. You, I mean, I don't know why Bruce Arians is doing that. He's kind of ruining the team. Can't do that. Cannot disrespect your franchise quarterback that has been proven a winner for the past 20 seasons. I don't care what he's doing this season. You can't disrespect a man like that. Um, now, I don't I don't disagree what Bruce Aarons is saying about Tom Brady. He definitely does need to step it up, and they have all the talent in the world. I mean, folks, if you give anybody this receiving core and this all these offensive weapons, and if they can't make it work, I don't even know what to tell you. So, 
we get the Bucks here, who we can't trust their wide receivers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they they trust all their players. They trust every single one of their players, from the rookie running back to you know Tyreek Hill, who's probably the second best wide receiver in the league, to Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight, catching tight ends in the league. Patrick Mahomes will use his leg when he needs to, doesn't not when he you know just wants to. So we get the the speed of this Chiefs offense is something special. They're going to outrun this Bucks defense that can't stop the they can stop the run but they cannot stop the pass to save them to save their lives we saw what the Rams offense did and um, they had two receivers with 150 yards imagine what Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill is going to be able to do against his Bucks defense Tyreek Hill is single-handedly just going to outrun every single person on this Bucks defense every single play I would just keep Tyreek Hill on a fade every single play that's all I care outrun the defense is going to get there and our Defense, the defensive line for the Bucks is going to be tired, chasing Patrick Mahomes around. He's going to have all the time in the pocket to unload the deep ball to Tyreek Hill. And then not, this isn't even bringing up the Chiefs' defense, who's fast on themselves. Tyron Matthew is going to be a pain for Tom Brady. He will be all over the field. He can. Tyron Matthew has the speed to cover Tyreek Hill one on one. No problems there. Or hang on, what am I talking about? Um, he's got the he's got the speed to keep up with Antonio Brown or Mike Evans. He's got the you know the. Um the athleticism to jump as high as Mike Evans, Tyron Matthew does. So wherever, you know, whoever Tom Brady's going to, Tyron Matthew's going to take it away, and the rest of this fast Chiefs defense is going to get there as well. Tom Brady's going to throw at least two picks in this game. Love the Chiefs here. Yes, they're on the road. It doesn't matter. Minus three and a half. It doesn't matter. We cannot trust this Buccaneers offense, folks. Love the Chiefs minus three. Um, all right, our second pick in our 99% category is going to be the Arizona Cardinals minus two. We're gonna we're gonna risk we're gonna trust them here. Um, yes, no, Larry Fitzgerald for the Cardinals. That's not gonna make too much of a difference. Yes, Kyler Murray's a little banged up. He's kind of been on the injury list um, a little bit this week with the injured shoulder, but he should be good to go. Um, it's gonna be Cardinals versus Patriots. Patriots are at home, but yeah, the Patriots defense is pretty good. They hold. They kind of shut out a lot of teams in the first half. They barely give up any points in the first half so that is something that the Patriots do very well holds holds teams to uh, not a lot of points in the first half but they kind of you know they lose the game in the second half they start to give up points in the second half Cam Newton cannot match the output of other teams offenses in his own offense I don't know what it is but Cam Newton has really regressed this season whether it be the lack of weapons New England has or the lack of ability that Cam has I'm not sure you can pretty much put the blame on either one has credit to it but we cannot trust Cam Newton when you're talking Kyler Murray or Cam Newton I'm ta I'm taking Kyler Murray all day um yeah this Patriots defense is good but it's good because it's well coached but this Cardinals defense is just really good they have some special talent Buda Baker one of the one of the better defensive backs in the league I am kind of a fan of him and Cam Newton against a good defense I think he's gonna flounder a little bit the Texans last week, they don't have that great of a defense. And the Patriots still only put up, what, like 21 points, 24 points maybe? Nothing big. And now they're at home. Yes, that's good for them. But I'm going to trust this Cardinals offense is better than the Patriots offense. And I think this Cardinals defense is better than the Patriots defense. It's just the Patriots have Bill Belichick. That's really it. So we're going to take the risk here. Cardinals minus two. They win by a field goal. You're good to go. Cardinals minus two. We're going to risk it with Kyler Murray, folks. Yes, it's Bill Belichick but 
I cannot trust Cam Newton. I don't think they can score. And this Arizona team has proven that they can score with the better defenses. They can be competitive against, you know, the better teams. Seattle, um, Buffalo, they beat Buffalo. You know, the Hale Murray, we all know it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, minus two. Cannot trust this uh, Patriots offense. Cannot trust Cam Newton. It's not looking good, folks. It's truly not looking good. Cam Newton in New England is not working. I thought it would. It's not. Unfortunate. Um, all right, and then our last pick in our 99% guarantee is going to be Saints minus six and a half. I absolutely loved what Taste of Hill did last week. Absolutely fantastic. He slung the ball, high completion percentage, good yards, um, didn't even turn the ball over. Fantastic. Threw to his wide receivers. Mike Evan, or Michael Thomas was their number one um, leading wide receiver last week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was their second leading receiver. What more do you want? Alvin Kamara barely touched the ball, and they still were able to put up a lot of points. So that is definitely huge. Now the Saints have to go on the road. It is at mile high. How are they going to deal with that? We'll have to see. But we are going to just take the pure talent straight up of the Saints team. And we saw what Drew Locke did last week against a decent Miami uh, defense. Uh, you know, Drew Locke was able to get all the dink and dunk. Dolphins couldn't stop it, unfortunate. But Drew Locke still didn't throw any touchdowns last week. And I think the Saints defense is better than the Dolphins defense. So, um, the Broncos have to face a better defense. Drew Locke is not going to get all the dink and dunk. Drew Locke is actually going to be kind of... Um, competed against with Taysom Hill. I mean, Tua really didn't do anything. And then with Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, I mean, the game was you know, almost over at that point. Um, so we really couldn't do anything offensively. I mean, Tua didn't even put up 100 yards passing. Where Taysom Hill last week, he was slinging the ball around 200 yard, 200 plus yards passing. Absolutely fantastic. So I get the p better quarterback with the Saints this week. I get the better defense. And we're going to swallow the six and a half. I expect Taysom Hill, the dual threat of, the, of himself, is going to really Really hurt this Broncos defense. I don't know if they're they are going to be able to keep up with Taysom Hill. They kind of got a little bit of taste with that last week with Tua, but I mean Taysom Hill is so much faster than Tua, folks. Denver is really going to struggle. The one percent that I could see happening is that the Saints aren't ready for the mile high weather. I mean they're in a dome every week. They're not used to Denver's altitude. Is that going to be a factor? Maybe, but I'm still going to expect Taysom Hill. He's a young blood, fresh legs, ready to go. He only played one game this season looked incredible now he's gonna be trying to look incredible his second straight week and I think he can do it and I just cannot trust Drew Locke he's still turning the ball over he still threw an interception last week yeah it came kind of early on their first drive but it still happened and uh you know if it wasn't for you know the Dolphins defense not stopping the dink and dunk the man wouldn't have really done anything last week so like the Saints here we're gonna swallow the six and a half cannot trust Drew Locke and I think the Saints with Taysom Hill and all their weapons and I think they use Alvin Kamara a lot more this week to really just kind of spread out this Broncos defense and keep some at bay because you're going to have the speed of Taysom Hill and the speed and the elusiveness of Alvin Kamara coming at you both ways. They're not going to stop it. That's going to open up the free deep balls to their best wide receivers that Taysom Hill can throw the ball to. The man can sling it, folks. The man can sling the ball. He's not all just likes, even though he had two rushing touchdowns last week. He's, <coughs> excuse me, he's still very, very good. All right, so that's going to be our 99% guarantees. We got Chiefs minus 3.5, Cardinals minus 2, and Saints minus 6.5. We're swallowing the points on our 99% guarantees. 
The odds are plus 611. You put 500 bucks on this. Oops, I put 600. You put 500 bucks on this. You're looking at, once again, 3,500 bucks, folks. However, you want to win 3,500 bucks. We just gave you six or two options there. Put 500 on either one of these two team parlays, and you're walking away with 35 big ones, folks. Alrighty, so those are our picks. Just to refresh, we got Titans plus three. Bills minus four and a half, Bears plus nine and a half, Chiefs minus three and a half, Cardinals minus two, and Saints minus six and a half. Alrighty, folks, on our second uh, half of the show today, we are going to be looking at Mitch Trubisky. He is starting this week for the Bears. Absolutely fantastic. This is going to be kind of his last audition. He knows he's playing for another contract, whether that contract be a starting contract or a backup contract. He wants to stay in the league. He wants to stay relevant. He wants to stay competitive. So, Mitch Trubisky is really going to have to come out and be explosive here on Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers, and I think he definitely can. This Bears defense has really won them all five of their games. It's not their offense. It's not Mitch Trubisky. It's not Nick Foles. It's their defense keeping them alive for five games. Um, all right, so uh, let's just um, – we're going to take a look at his stats from this season and, you know, his career. We're not going to look at any college film since, he, you know, we have NFL tape on him. There's no reason to look at his rookie um, – his, um, his uh, college numbers. So we're not going to look at that. So we're going to look at his numbers this year and last year's. We're going to look at his playoff appearances, one playoff appearance. We're going to look at a, you know, a random kind of highlight package. And then we'll kind of start looking at some of his games this season as well because he did start three games, got kind of pulled early in that third game. Uh, so without further ado, let's just get into Mitch Trubisky, kind of our Saturday showcase. Uh, so let's start kind of just in his career stats, and then we'll look at what he did this season. But uh, started in 2017, started 12 games, went 4-8, and eight, but his completion percentage was 59% his first year, 7 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He threw for 2,100 yards. Not a bad rookie season. Completion percentage at 60% is decent, 59% decent. The, the touchdowns is not a lot. Seven touchdowns is not a lot. And then he's one-to-one -one touchdown to interception ratio, which is never good. Want to be at least two-to-one. Uh, but he definitely stepped it up his second year, probably his best year. Played 14 games, 11-3, got to the playoffs, the wild card. We are going to take a look at that game. 66% um, completion percentage, fantastic. We love that. We That's higher than kind of normal, so that's very good. He threw it for 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 2-1 to one touchdown interception ratio. We can definitely get behind that. This man had a fantastic year. This is a really a great year, folks. These are great stats. Over 65% completion is absolutely fantastic. 2-to-1 touchdown interception ratio, very, very good as well. And then 2019, he maybe took a little bit of a step back a little bit. His completion percentage went down to 63%, but his attempts went up. But his yards went down, so that is not good. He he kind of took a step back this year. They asked him to do a lot more. Completion percentage came down, and yards came down. That's never good. So he had 516 attempts his third year. Um, his best year, his second year, he only threw the ball 434 times. So about a 70 more t more passes in 2019 than 2018. He went eight and seven. He had a 63% completion percentage. He only threw for 3,100 yards. How do you throw the ball? 70 more times and have 100 yes more 100 less yards. I don't get it. Not good. 
touchdowns came down as well 17 touchdowns interceptions went down but I mean it's not even two to one touchdown to interception ratio 17 touchdowns 10 picks not good and then that brings us to this season he's only played three games he won all three of them because of their defense but he's had a 59% completion percentage 560 yards six touchdowns three interceptions when you look at it like that they don't look too bad but he's only played three games so you don't get a great picture the completion percentage is not that good 59 percent um starting nfl quarterbacks really should be between 62 and 65 that's good average completion percentage anything more than 65 is very good anything less than really 62 is not good folks uh, so let's look at his game logs for this year. First game against Detroit, he had a 55% completion percentage. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Very well done. Uh, second game, 64% completion. for So getting a little bit better, but two touchdowns and two interceptions. Not great. And then the game he got pulled in because he threw a pick. 59% uh, completion percentage against Atlanta. Only 128 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Not looking too well. Um, all right, let's go into his one playoff game. Actually, let's go to his highlights. This is 2018 to 2019 highlight package. We're going to trust this YouTube user to know what he's talking about. Sports productions. Follow this man on YouTube if you want. Uh, we're going to trust his judgment that these are Mitch Trubisky's best plays from last season and see what we get. Is there anything to like about this man? Is he making the good throws? Let's see what we get. So we'll break down his highlights and then we'll look at the uh, the playoff game from 2018-2019 as well. So the first play, kind of a wide open pass. Got it to uh, you know, was wide receiver, very good, uh, decent pass, but he was kind of wide open, not too hard of a throw to make. It is a tougher throw to make when it's kind of a tight, tighter window than it was, but Mitch Trubisky gets it off. He's going to step up here. His legs is, you know, a decent asset for him. They're not, you know, his main asset, but they are, you know, something that you do have to worry about with Mitch Trubisky. He shows it here, just kind of runs right up the middle, maybe kind of the same speed as Daniel Jones, a little slower than Daniel Jones, um, but he still has some good escapability right here. I mean, folks, not a lot of quarterbacks can make just kind of this this move in general to kind of escape the pocket. Look at this move. Just kind of the 360 turnaround and then kind of stay on that same spot that you left from. And then he delivers a fantastic ball here. This is an absolutely perfect play. This really just showcases everything that Mitch Trubisky can do. The great escapability and the good accuracy off the run as well. He's got it sometimes. Um, this is a great throw. This is the throw. It's a tighter throw than the one that we saw the first play, but it's still kind of that kind of out route at the sideline, and you have to throw it between the linebacker and the safety or the corner and the safety, and he makes a beautiful throw right there. Very well done. All right, here we go again. And look at him go again. He's He shows he can have the touch. This is a tight window to get it in. Very tight, right over the corner, right before the safety. And he makes it work. And that's what we want from Mitch Trubisky on an every-game basis. This is all wide open. Nothing, you know, nothing great there. It's wide open. I can make that throw. Maybe not because I don't think I can throw it that far. But you understand it's wide open. Anybody can deliver a wide open ball. Mitch Trubisky here steps up in the pocket, and here we go with the speed again, outrunning the defenders, outrunning the defenders. So, I mean, he really does have similar speed to Daniel Jones. I would say maybe just a little slower than Daniel Jones, but he still has some decent legs. Um, here it is, the play action. I mean, the read option. 
he, I mean, he even falls running like Daniel Jones does. He gets so excited. He's like, I can't believe I have this much space. And he tumbles down. I mean, this man is Daniel Jones running the ball, truly. Okay. <laughs> so we have a comparable speed to Daniel Jones. That's always good to keep in mind. Here we go. He's going to air it out here. And that's what I'm talking about. The deep ball. Let's count the yards. How far is this deep ball? What is his arm looking like? He's going to launch this one from about the 17-yard line all the way down to about the 36. So that's a decent That's decent there. Uh, 17 to the 50. What is that? 33 yards. And then you add another you know, 15 on top of that. You know, You're looking at almost close to 50 yards. Not bad. Here he goes. Once again, the escapability keeps his eyes down the field and then decides to take off and he's able to run it in for the touchdown. So keeps the play alive with his legs, keeps his eyes down the field and makes this, the, the right decision of running it in for the touchdown. So he is showing, you know, promise here. Mitch Trubisky decides to not unload it all the way and uses his legs again. These, This is an asset for him, and he's utilizing it. Why not? And then, you know, that's all bad defense there, the poor tackling. He definitely probably should have gotten down, but he's going to take what the defense gives him there. All right, here we go again. Delivers an absolute strike over the middle of the field. Very well done. Tight pass to make. You're definitely putting your receiver in harm's way. But, you know, he makes it worth it with a decent thrown ball. Third and 15 now. And he's going to air it out. This is one-on-one -on -one coverage. Receiver coming back to the ball a little bit. Um, if the defender actually was playing the ball and didn't kind of get lost there towards the end. This is probably broken up or picked. I mean... He's throwing kind of a one-on-one -on -one jump ball to Allen Robinson, who's already not the tallest wide receiver. And then he sh throws it short. I mean, this is a little bit of an underthrown ball, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, all right, let's move on. What else do we got? Is this going to be the – no, here we go. Another play here. Mitch Trubisky drops back, feels the pressure coming, escapes it to look at him go, keeps his eyes down the field, and once again delivers a great ball. When this man is, you know, feeling the pressure on the run, he's still able to be accurate with the ball. It's a promising sign. Here he is, the escapability again. This is the Russell Wilson escapability, the kind of I'm going this way and then the sun would turn around and then go the opposite direction. His kind of lateral quickness is very, very good. He can escape the pockets as good as Russell Wilson, folks. Mitch Trubisky loads it up, and that's a great ball there. Well done. Throwing kind of from the left side to the right side of the field. Got it there over all the defenders and really slung it there. Let's see how deep this is because this is just kind of a fastball deep, and he threw from the 35 all the way down to about the 30-yard line. Good, solid throw there. I mean, he shows some signs of promise. I mean, everything that we're seeing here in this highlight package, you know, sadly, that's the last play. But that's better than anything I've seen Nick Foles do, uh, you know, at all this season. So I definitely agree with, you know, bringing Nick or Mitch Trubisky back in the starting lineup. I thought they kind of benched him a little early. He's going into his last year of his contract here, and they benched him three games in mid-game three. That was a little disrespectful, I thought. Um, you know, you have these two quarterbacks coming into the season, and they're kind of similar um you know not winning the big games a little bit of a kind of a game manager type quarterback nothing too special nothing too bad about them and you know to bench Mitch Trubisky three games in it was a little little disrespectful for, in my opinion 
Um, so they bench him three games in. So that was his 2018-2019 season. Let's look at his wild card game. Um, we'll break down the stats real quick before you watch the highlights, but uh, he didn't throw any interceptions, I, and I think he threw for 300 yards in this game as well. Um, so here it is, the playoff game against Philadelphia. He had a 60% completion percentage, 303 yards, one touchdown, no pick. That's not bad, folks. That's decent for your first playoff game. So let's see what went wrong. What went wrong? They lost 16-15, close game. Here it is, the 2018 wildcard game. Eagles-Bears. We're only going to be looking at the Bears here because we're only interested in Nick Foles. Uh, so let's go to the Bears offense. I think he is he facing Nick Foles at uh, quarterback. Let me you see this. Um, I see who the I think uh, it was Nick Foles the quarterback here. Uh, yeah, he was. So Nick Foles went against Mitch Trubisky. This is kind of crazy. So this is the point. Matt Nagy knew that hey, we got he just beat us. We got to get him as quarterback because if Mitch Trubisky can't be Nick Foles, you know that's not good. So. Uh, Matt Nagy sees what he's able to do and drafts him. So here it is, the Bears' first possession offensively. Let's see what we get from Mitch Trubisky. Good, solid throw, strike over the middle on third and five. Well, the you know, well to pick up the first down and to go to your 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 number one wide receiver. Another third and ten. I mean, we do see this this a lot, and he almost throws a pick six there. Not a good throw. This is kind of what we see the bad parts of Mitch Trubisky making kind of the late reads when you just need to pull it down and live for another down to float this ball in. That's going to get picked nine times out of ten and be a pick six nine times out of ten as well. Um, all right, uh, so let's skip to Mitch Trubisky's next drive. And that I, I do want to kind of bring up this point. When we were watching that kind of highlights from 28, 20, 2018, 2019, I mean, a lot of those good plays that Mitch Trubisky made were on third and five, third and ten. So that just goes to show that they love third down, um, that there are a lot of third downs, and there's a lot of third downs that they don't pick up because of Mitch Trubisky. So once again, that's something that we have to keep in mind. Once again, third and four and a bad pass. The drive stalls I mean they only put up 15 points this game folks that's not very high scoring all right Nick Foles here let's see a Nick Foles pass here no they're gonna run it so he ruins it he ruins that second and 11 let's see if we get Nick Foles here here we go Nick Foles good outside ball to their number one wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey let's keep it here let's see what Nick Foles got play action pass Nice little floater, wide open. Nothing too great. That is wide open, though. Nick Foles again, just right over the middle. Dink. Oh, he's going to throw a pick. This is a pick. Wow. Catch and fumble, though. Uh, we'll watch it again in uh, real time. Catch, fumble, rip out. He's going to go all the way. Is he going to go the distance? He's going to go the distance. Nobody's catching him. Damn, he's fast. Woof. That's a fast linebacker right there. Gosh darn. They're going to call him down. They called him down right there. Unfortunate. So now we get Nick Foles here and or Mitch Trubisky, and he throws a decent ball here, first and 10. Delivers a nice strike right, right on the money, exactly where he had to place it. 
and now we get him on third and ten in the the bear in the Eagles territory here. He rolls out and he decides to keep it. And oh no, he just goes out of bounds, doesn't fight for the extra yards, and he lives. He costs uh, costs the first down there. Maybe would have been able to pick up the first down. If he didn't run out of bounds, maybe, you know, delivered a shot, maybe able to pick it up, decides not to. Not the best look for Mitch Trubisky in a playoff game. Got to sacrifice your body to win every game. All right, we get Nick Foles slinging the ball a little bit here. Look at the touch on that. Damn, that's a, whew, that's a tough pass to make. Barely just got it in there. And then here he is on the run, and that's picked. Classic Nick Foles mistake. Classic Nick Foles mistake right there. Lazy quarterback play. Thought he had something, not, not, not recognizing all the coverage. And he throws the pick in the end zone. Not good. All right, here we go. Back with Mitch Trubisky. Wide open. Delivers a good ball. But it is wide open. Not the greatest. Trying to do something before the two-minute warning. Nice little check down there. Here we go, second and three. He's going to go deep in a decent pass here. Oh, and it goes incomplete. This is a little underthrown by Mitch Trubisky. Let's watch this one more time. The receiver has this man beat. The safety cannot come over in time. Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky needs to lay this ball out way more in front of this receiver. I mean, he's going to throw this from the 45 and it gets all the way down to the 10. Nick Mitch Trubisky can throw more than 35 yards. Come on. Come on, this is just underthrown. This is kind of the deep ball accuracy that's not good by Mitch Trubisky. That should have been a touchdown if he lays it out in front of the receiver because he underthrows the ball. The defender can get his hand in there and break up the play. I mean, this is 100% on Mitch Trubisky underthrowing this ball. Unfortunate. Damn. All right, here we go. Third and three coming up. Very next play where he underthrew the ball and he delivers a very good strike for the first down. All right, makes up for it. Very well done. Now he goes, steps up in the pocket, delivers an absolute strike, and he almost throws an interception in the end zone. This should have been picked off. Once again, dueling quarterbacks now on the same team throwing red zone interceptions. What makes you see somebody throw a red zone interception and then makes you want to pick up that player to be your new franchise quarterback? I don't know what Matt Nagy was thinking having both these quarterbacks on the same roster. Um, so we, he gets bailed out there. Not a good look for Mitch Trubisky. This man does show some promise. That's what's so hard. I mean, we know this isn't you know a great team. We understand it, but Mitch Trubisky has the ability. He has the legs. He has proven that he has the arm. Just needs to hone it in, the accuracy a little bit better, the better reads, better decision-making. But he's shown that he has all the talent to really kind of make most of the throws. We still have to see him make the deep ball one a little bit more consistently. But, um, yeah, the legs and, you know, his decent medium ball accuracy should be enough for him to be a game manager in this league. Um, all right, let's keep going through this. We're probably going to cut this one a little short because, I mean, we're seeing everything we need to see from Mitch Trubisky. And we know that this is a low-scoring game, so we know it doesn't really get any better here. This is Nick Foles. Let's see his deep ball here. He's going to take a shot. Throws it from about the 50. That's great coverage. Very well done. And they call pass interference. I don't like it. Comes back. Plays the ball. Looking at the ball the whole time. I don't like that. 
Lil Bell out there, and then Mitch Trubis or Nick Foles. I cannot keep these names right. I'm sorry, folks. I know I'm correcting it halfway through every single time. All right, here we go. Mitch Trubisky finally back on offense. We'll watch this last drive. We probably should watch till he gets the touchdown. Um, but, I mean, here it is. I mean, look at this. This is my pet peeve on third and eight. You throw short of the six, and then they rally and tackle, and he's two yards short. Mitch Trubisky, you have to make the better read. I understand that he was wide open, but he's wide open for a reason. They're giving up everything underneath, and then they go and rally to tackle. You have to throw the ball at the first down marker, folks. On third and eight, on third and long, you have to throw it at the marker. He doesn't do it there. They turn it over on down, or they don't turn it over on downs. They have to punt. Nick Foles goes back on offense. All right, a lot later, nothing happens. Classic. Mitch Trubisky back on offense here. Wide open, wide open. Delivers a great ball, though, but that is, once again, wide open, and that definitely hurts him. Let's see if they convert the touchdown here. We get another third and nine. He's going to step up. He's going to take off. And he's not that quick. The Eagles defense is all over him. So, yeah, I would definitely say he is slower than Daniel Jones. We are right on that. Once again, they have to settle for a field goal. Defense keeping them in the game, 10-9 game. Let's get back to Mitch Trubisky on offense here. Start of the fourth quarter. Trubisky fires in a tight window. I mean, this is what's so frustrating. He goes and makes this throw. It, that's a tight throw to make. And he delivers it in there. A nice rocket there. Gets it there quickly. Avoids all the defenders. Decent throw. Here he is slinging it over the top again. And that's what, like, the fourth time they hit the over-the-top route? Damn. They get to the point where there's so much dink and dunk that they take the shot. And they hit all the shots. And they hit it again. Receiver just beats the defender. All day, Mitch Trubisky, once again, a little bit of an underthrown ball. The receiver is waiting and waiting and waiting for it to get there. But, hey, we give the man credit. It is a touchdown. The receiver was all wide open. Mitch Trubisky was just trying to deliver an accurate ball that would go for a touchdown, and it did. All right, so let's cut off the uh, – all right, hang on. Let's see, uh, let's see the two-point conversion here. Does not get it. How unfortunate. Um, let's see if he has a chance to go win the game anywhere. Does he have the last possession here? That's all I would care about. Um, let's skip to the Eagles score. I mean, look at this Bears defense going at it right down to the one. My God. And then they go for it on fourth and goal. I mean, this Bears defense is still good, folks. Unfortunate. Just look at that. They literally lose the game on fourth and goal about an inch. I mean, he barely got the – I mean, he did get it on the line, but he didn't get it like two yards deep in the end zone. He got it like a half yard over the actual touchdown line. So this Bears defense was really giving it all they got. And this is what I ex expect that we see uh, on Sunday Night Football against the Packers. So now the Bears have one minute. Let's watch Mitch Trubisky work. Let's see how he works with one timeout. All they have to get is a field goal. And they set, they got set up with a fantastic return. They're starting at their own 42-yard line. How does Mitch Trubisky not win this game? And then he delivers a fantastic ball. Once again, this is the tight throw that they have to make. And he goes and throws it. Wow. Wow. Here we go. 
Bears on the 32 of Philadelphia. And he goes and slings it again, facing the pressure. Delivers an eight-yard strike to, once again, his fav- the, the Bears' best receiver at the time. Then they're going to clock it. All they're going to do is clock it right here. All right, third and two with 15 seconds left. Does Mitch Trubisky make the right decision? He just, yeah, well done. This is a fantastic ball. Hey, we've got one shot at the end zone. Let's take it. One-on-one -on -one matchup. I'll throw this where only the receiver can get it. This has no chance of being tipped or picked off. That's a great throw, recognizing game situational awareness. That's fantastic by Mitch Trubisky. And then we get this field goal here, and they're going to just miss this from 43 yards. Off the upright. Wow. And that's how the Bears lose a heartbreaker. Mitch Trubisky's first playoff appearance. A decently led game at the end by Mitch Trubisky. Some great throws. Matt Nagy in disbelief. I'm in disbelief watching this as well. You just hit the upright on 43 yards. Given the game. Given the game. How unfortunate. Um, all right, so that's what Mitch Trubisky can do well, folks. I mean, it's good. It's solid football, but let's, I mean, I don't know. We'll take a look at maybe one thing he's done this season. Uh, he faced the Lions week one. Is there anything good that we can take away and maybe look at? Let's look at this 11-play drive maybe. Let's see what he's doing this season. So let's cue this drive up and see if we need to see any more. But uh, 3-12 left in the third quarter. Let's get to this game. He has the abilities, folks. He has the talent. He just needs to put it together better than what he has. He's better than Nick Foles. He is better than Nick Foles. I am going to say that I would hang my, I would, yeah, rest my reputation on that. All right, so here we go. Mitch Trubisky, 11-play touchdown drive. That's not good. I mean, inaccurate, um, like swing pass, green pass, not good. Can't be inaccurate on these short throws that need to get out of your hands quickly and be on as target as possible because, you know, you need to just catch it quickly and get upfield as quickly as possible. That's the part of the screen. That's the uh, idea of a screen. Get it out quickly, quickly, quickly. All right, here we go. Second and 10. Hand it off. Goes nowhere. And we're going to get like third and 11. Third and... Third and ten still. Mitch Trubisky drops back. Once again, kind of a wide open ball. He can make these throws. He can make these throws. They're also down 23-6 to this point. Once again, I mean, what a tight throw here. God dang, what a tight throw. And he makes it. He makes it. Let's see if we get a replay of this because this throw is wild. This throw is wild. Threw this ball perfectly. Let's see if it is still perfect on the second look on replay. But he's kind of going to go towards triple coverage a little bit. And he delivers this ball absolutely perfectly right where it had to be. And he trusts his wide receivers to go and get the ball. I mean, folks, this is Allen Robinson. He can go up and get the ball. Alrighty, here we go. Mitch Trubisky in the red zone. Let's see him perform well here. We know it caps off with a touchdown, so let's see how it goes. Steps up in the pocket using his legs, and there it is. Five yards, you know, decent legs. Nothing too special, but still very solid legs. Makes it second and four, picks up six. All 
All right, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a shot here at the end zone. It is gonna be missed, unfortunately, but let's see how how it looks. Play action pass on the run, wide open. Had about a step on the defender. Needs to be a little bit more accurate on that pass. I mean, it's a great idea. It's a great play call. It's a decent delivery. Just unfortunate overthrown. But, you know, no chance of being picked, and that's what we want. If you're going to throw the ball incomplete, make sure that there's zero chance of the defender getting it. And he just has to be a little bit more accurate. I mean, that receiver's open. He's got the step. Got to just place it a little bit better. All right, third and four. Can he pick up another third down here? Let's see. Throws it out to the flats. I mean, that's a fantastic catch, and it still unfortunately does not get to the first down marker. So it looks like they're going to go for it on fourth down here. Once again, Mitch Trubisky throw the ball at the marker. I understand you're throwing it in the flats and you thought that the receiver could go and get the one-on-one -on -one matchup, but you threw the ball not very good. So time taken away to corral the ball. Sets up fourth and one here. And this is not even Mitch Trubisky here. This is going to be a direct snap to Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson here. Oh, no, it is a pitch to Cordell Patterson. He goes all the way to the edge and just picks up enough for the first. Once again, not trusting Mitch Trubisky to pick up a fourth and goal. That's telling, folks. That is telling. Then they run that nice little shovel, shuffle pass inside. A lot of teams run it. We literally, I think we just saw it on Thanksgiving Day as well, possibly for a two-point conversion. Um, everybody loves running it. Here it is, and this pass gets broken up. I mean, he tried to float it over the edge rusher. Does not get it over him. Could have been picked. Definitely broken up. All right, Mitch Trubisky, another chance. Third and goal. How many chances does this man need? Well, there he goes. Jimmy Graham, one-on-one -on -one matchup. Yes, sir. Give it to your tight end. And that's, I think, definitely going to be a nice opponent for Mitch Trubisky when he comes back in. I mean, most of his touchdowns this season were to Jimmy Graham. So watch out for that man to have a good game as well on Monday. But, um, yeah, I'm still going to stand by my Bears plus 9.5 pick. Um, you know, Mitch Trubisky, he has the ability to make it. He's been benched. He's been working. He knows he has to step it up a little bit in this game. And I think he will, at least for maybe this one game. I don't know if he's going to be able to kind of continue to do it throughout the rest of the season. But I think he is going to step it up here, plus 9.5. We get 9.5 points. I think he can keep it close. And I think the defense is going to help him as well. Um, all right, so that's it. That's what we got today. We just looked at Mitch Trubisky. We made our picks, and we're good to go for tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow, noon Eastern, right before kickoff, really up until kickoff, giving you our final thoughts, last-second picks, last-second you know, advice, last-second, all that, our final thoughts, what we've been saying all week. We'll give our final thoughts so you can go back to that video after the games have been played, see where we were right and see where we were wrong. But we will be back here tomorrow live, noon Eastern, twitch.tv slash takes by fans folks thanks for coming out thanks for watching and we'll see